0: It's been a while, but we're delighted to say that back on deck with us is David MacDonald, President of the WA Police Historical Society. And hope you're firing on all cylinders now, David.
1: Yes, I am, Harvey. Thank you very much. I've got the whole eight of them working again. <laughs> so now I feel good now. It's uh, just had a, a bit of a uh, turn there last week.
0: Yeah, well, but nothing
1: serious. Good? It's all taken care of.
0: Excellent, mate. And, uh, well, good to hear. Ready
1: to start again.
0: Yeah, well, it's good to hear your voice, mate. No two ways about that. Thank uh, you. You're going to remind us of a story I think we have covered a while ago, uh, a dreadful, dreadful story of the murders of a couple of police officers, uh, Alexander Pittman and uh, John Walsh. So can you just remind us of that? And of course, there's been a follow-up, hasn't there?
1: Well, there has been, yes. Yes. There- What's happened now is uh, Pittman and Walsh... uh, Well, actually, the follow-up first. On the the 7th of this month, I attended at the police headquarters uh, for a medal presentation, which was hosted, of course, by the Commissioner of Police, Mr Dawson, to the relatives of Inspector Walsh and Sergeant Pittman. Now, the WA police star is awarded to WA police officers who are killed or seriously injured whilst carrying out their primary functions on or off-duty. It does acknowledge the unique and unpredictable dangers of policing and the sacrifices made by personnel serving the community in West Australia. In this instance, of course, the medals were presented posthumously. Now, just a brief and, and very brief, I will be on this. I chose this tonight as in 10 days' time, on the 26th of this month, in 1926, these officers were murdered while attached to the gold-stealing detection staff in Kalgoorlie Uh, in such a manner which can only be described as the most heinous murder ever committed upon police officers in Australia. And actually, this was right through the world. People were talking about the, the heinous way these people were dealt with. In brief, the Gold Squad made such an impact on the criminal underworld in and around the area of Kalgoorlie that Pittman wrote, members of the gold-stealing detection staff are positively being identified by a large percentage of the goldfields community, including a number of business people, and as a result, he sent his wife and family, in 1923 this was, he sent them away ...from Calgary and stayed there himself. They went to the Oceanside, so he didn't see them for a while. But in 1921, uh, Pittman had previously arrested a man called Philip Trevine. Now, Treveen uh, was arrested for gold-stealing, and by 1926, he'd served his time and had entered into the gold-stealing business again but this time he went in a much larger scheme and uh, took another partner in called William Coulter. Now, they operated a clandestine gold smelter about 27 kilometers from Kalgoorlie and associated with another person called Evan Clark, who was the owner of a hotel there. Now, in April 1926, the uh, hotel was... Uh, a, a place where people exchanged gold, or ore, as, as I could call it, and Evan uh, Clark was a middleman and got his percentage from Treveen and Kilter. The uh, uh, officers then uh, had heard about this, and they started in their normal course of duties. They uh, were searching the bush area just south of uh, Kalgoorlie, and came across Trillene and Coulter. Both of them opened fire and killed both officers. From what we can gather, it was instantly, although some parts of evidence say that uh, they shot them several times. In any event, they had no way of uh, uh, sorting it out. But from there, they took the bodies for fear of finding the bodies and they cut them up. They mutilated them and uh, cut them and dissected them into pieces and tried to burn them. Failing that, they threw the bodies down into a place called Miller's Find. It's an abandoned mine shaft. On May the 11th, the bodies were found once again. These bodies have been found. And uh, subsequently, the the inquiries revealed that uh, Treveen and Coulter were the people that murdered them. Now, both of them were sentenced to death. This was duly executed on the 25th of October, 1926. But Evan Clark, who was the accomplice but did not murder the officers, in fact turned King's evidence against them and as a result, he uh, well he, he escaped from significant judicial punishment. But because of this. He uh, was granted immunity from prosecution as well and was given 10 acres of land at uh, just at, outside of um, Walpole, which in those days was terribly isolated. There was nothing down there at, at Bluff Knoll. So he moved down there and uh, set up base down there for 30 years. The reason he got all this immunity is because at that stage, the Criminal element in Kalgoorlie, particularly the gold criminal element, was looking for him. As he dropped these others in and got them, the uh, well, he got them. His evidence put them on the hangman's news. Anyway, he stayed there for 30 years, and uh, as a result, I mean, to t- down there he developed a, a wharf, a little bay area. He, he actually worked quite hard, but he lived the life of a hermit. Now, it's a strange world we live in because while I've been looking at this uh, to talk about it tonight, I found out that uh, the only friends he had down there in that area, because like I said, there was only a few people, the only friends he had was the Hughes brothers. One of them was Tom Hughes. He was a convicted murderer also who had killed a policeman, a 19-year-old young lad, in 1887. And like... uh, he didn't get the hangman's noose. He, uh, instead, he uh, was did 25 years, got out, and set up down there. It's the story that will be available next month for the listeners, if you wish. Oh, good. Uh, it's quite a good story, actually. I, I really have gone through the history, but I didn't know this. So I left that uh, as a sort of a, a teaser for next month, because it's it's uh, it involves another murder as well, not... Not just that one, but another attempted murder as well. So it's quite, it's quite a deep thing there where two people, for some reason, get there. He was allowed, uh, while I'm on the subject, uh, part of the arrangements with Coulter, and uh, <clears throat> with, sorry, part of the arrangements with Evan, was he was allowed uh, 10 acres of land to deal with down there. He, that was given to him as part of the arrangement. It's quite a quite an interesting story. When you, if you've got a lot of time, and this is why it's hard to put it over the air, but there is a, an excellent book for any of the listeners that might want it. It's an excellent book uh, that was put out by an old vice president of the society. Actually, it's two hundred and seventy-two pages of the you know the gold stealing, and it's it's a certainly I've read the book. And it certainly is full of information from the court. It's called The Gold Stealers by Mr. Brian Perdue. So we have a copy of that. If anybody has any uh, queries on it, or they want some details that I haven't given, because the the details are so... I mean, we'd have to have a couple of hours to go through it. Uh, They are very detailed in the book, because it's all the court evidence. So... If somebody wants that type of thing they can come in and visit us. Uh they can sit down in the library room there and and just uh read it. But it's the only book we got so we can't let that <laughs> one out.
0: <laughs> no. It needs but, to be uh, republished and uh put up for sale, I reckon, mate.
1: I think they are up for sale. I think you can you can get them. Uh I I have I have a copy personally myself. I bought mine in Kalgoorlie at the tourist bureau. So I think the library would probably have them too uh, on hmm. that, Harvey. I'm not sure.
0: I imagine so. But, yeah.
1: But in any event, we're as you know we're open on a Tuesday and a Friday, nine o'clock till three. So anyone wants to see it, they can come in and have a read. Or any actually historical inquiries regarding the police, they just call us or send us an email.
0: And uh, your website again, please, David.
1: Yeah, it's policewahistory or one word policewahistory.org.au. dot org dot au.
0: Excellent. David, great to talk to you, mate. It's a very, very interesting story and uh, we look forward to the next time we chat on Remember When.
1: Okay, thank you very much.
0: David MacDonald, the President of the Western Australian Police Historical Society.